You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Marshall Arkley. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed, And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Welcome! Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much for having me. It's such <laughs> and such a mental day as well. It's it's like one of those Tuesdays where everything's popping off. You are coming in here. I'm coming in late, guys. I fucked up. That's and it's really so funny. hot and sweaty. But so hot. It's like heat wave in London at the moment. Yeah. yeah. It's honestly today. I was like walking on a tube, just like saturated, just like, drenched, oh, soggier than mermaid's tampon. It was just horrendous. <laughs> just like, like, so okay, I'm feeling slightly more restored and settled and sort of far more zen right now way more zen i mean we're about to turn that all upside down and get you hot and sweaty again Mm -hmm. (sighs) baby please tell our wonderful listeners a little bit about yourself okay so my name is marshall arkley i am a international cabaret slash fire performer and adult entertainer um so the length and breadth of the stuff that i do consists of everything from uh like conventional fire shows fire illusion the kind of circusy stuff that you used to seeing Mm. um all the way. I've started dabbling into like aerial and acro balance and stuff. In oh, fact, wow. doing, um, do you know Wasteland? The big fetish event over in Amsterdam. No. Like, no. Huge fetish event. Absolutely <gasps> Need massive. to go. I know there's a shop oh, in yeah. LA called Wasteland. Oh. I was like, oh, the shop? Oh, no. Drift <laughs> shop? I would love to see how I'm going to like suspend a small human being above my head in the shop. It could be a bit hard for the customer. Um, but yeah, no, we got, uh, I got my first acro balance gig for booked for Wasteland. Um, so I do all that kind of stuff, but then mm. I do the slightly more silly stuff because about seven years ago, I started working for a company called the Adonis Cabaret and that mm. kind of built my foundations of my, our take on burlesque. Yeah. It's, it's basically, it's trying to take male striptease and give it an appeal that's uh-huh. more, maybe not commercial, but more comedic, you know? Mm-hmm. There's right. only so much you can have of a oiled up naked man running, <laughs> trying to like knock a tooth out. It's just what are you talking about? That sounds great. Uh, it does, unless you've got, <laughs> if you don't have gum shields and you're stuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, like for me, what I wanted to do is I wanted to find a way to create this show on stage where you've got this hyper-masculine guy, ultra, ultra-mask, but then I'll do things like, for instance, I do shadow puppets with my dick to the sound of... <laughs> I love that. What's that coming Whoa. over the hill? Is it a monster? Is it a monster? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so that kind of thing. Um, so I do more like silly cabaret as well. Like I say, um, I mentioned this on the sound check. Uh, yeah. Poor woman. Um, <laughs> one of the latest things has been uh, a Miley Cyrus rip-off where like, the bowling pins get set on stage during the verse and then there's wrecking ball start to come out and I've got a chain tied to my knackers with a big glitter ball and a Barbie doll that's had its hair shaved by myself because do you know what I mean DIY guy of course yeah um, <laughs> but yeah so like just swinging away it's it's glorious to behold um, wow but essentially that's kind of like the kind of show stuff that I do and mm-hmm. then on top of that, I do the more like adulty stuff. I've got my OnlyFans page, which is like a mm-hmm. private subscription thing, which to me is more like an extension of the work because yeah. 
I'm sure we've all got like performers and stuff that we've really wanted to go see in a different country, but you don't necessarily get yeah. a chance to facilitate that. For me, that page means that I can take all my strip shows, all the madcap shows, even the weird ones where I'm like fire breathing off my dick. <laughs> You do everything, don't you? Give us a little bit more of a taste of what you do. The the phrase, you do everything with your dick, give us a taste. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Well played. Well played. Um, Basically, it's just what I call dick trickery. So it's anything that's like phallic-based that involves some form of manipulation to create some form of entertainment, whether it's shock and awe using like an electric cordless drill down the urethra. Oh! Very up. Yep, yep, yep. Does that work? What happens when you do that? Because um, I'm just imagining like blood screams. and sc- no, 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 gore. I, I mean, I know, oh God, it's like a. You remember that film, that program, The Illusionist, where it's like the magician code revealed and yeah. he shows you the tricks. Yeah. Almost don't want to tell you. Oh, okay. Like, I almost do. Oh, what, so I will, hard. what I will say, <laughs> it really is with Sammy. Um, but no, like, basically, like, <laughs> essentially, for the trick, it's it's safe. I'll give you that. It's it's definitely safe. It's surgical steel. It's not technically a real rod that you'd put do you know what I mean like an actual yeah. drill yeah. but it looks like it it's actually a sounding um, rod that's kind of specifically put in so that way when it spins there's no traction on the spin uh, it's ergonomically safe as well it yeah. is a sounding rod yeah, yeah, and a sounding yeah. rod yeah. is something so, that is made to go down your urethra or urea if you're a female yeah, yeah so don't try that at home definitely yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not try that at home shadow pop of your dick that's fine a shower curtain and a flashlight or even a, a iPhone 7s absolutely fine um, but just try not to set in your knackers alight because I generally don't condone it no Marshall says no <laughs> so you Listen have set Marshall. your penis on fire before mm. And I've had a friend of mine set my dick on fire as well. Way um, I know. All part of, like, performance because, you know, it's what we do. Um, <laughs> nothing like a sautéed sausage on stage. <laughs> it's for the art. It's for the art, right? Exactly. <laughs> but, um, no, it's part of, like, an act. Have you heard of The Box before? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So one of our shows at The Box is Adam and Eve. And basically the whole concept is, like, um, Adam being sort of seduced and biting the apple and then being sacrificed. And during the sacrifice bit, I work with a woman called Katrina, mm-hmm. um, who's like my on-stage wifey, a phenomenal performer. Oh, does she have loads of snakes? Yes, red yeah. hair. And she's got yeah. nipples for yeah. nipples. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's my little stage wifey. Um, she's like literally the only person I trust to set my deck on fire, which is a buzz. <laughs> um, I just like the first time we did it, we were just... We're, you know, we're fire performers, so we understand the nature of the fuels that we use, and we understand that a vapor-based fuel is like a liquid, and when you wipe it on anything, it's the vapor that comes off of it that burns. So actually, uh-huh. if you wipe it on your arm and you set fire to it, the fire will run up your arm, but it won't burn your skin straight away because it's burning the vapor on top. Right. Mm-hmm. You've yeah, got like a little yeah, bit yeah. of a delay, you know? So with that, we kind of just blagged it one night and she just went, I'm going to set your dick on fire. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. We got on stage <laughs> and then she kind of just looked at it. So I was like, well, fuck it, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> Held it at the base and she just wiped fuel all the way up my dick, tapped it, and then it just went, Roof, lit the oh. other stick on the fire and the grin on her face. <laughs> Like, I've never seen somebody look so <laughs> just like, satisfied with life, to be completely honest. So thrilled. I feel like there was a little part of her that was just like every bitter part of her was just like, fucking men. <laughs> <laughs> Full venting, I completely understand it. But yeah, so like we do all these madcap shows. It's, yeah, uh, it's hard to explain what I do, but generally speaking, if it's anything to do with fire, penis, 
or <laughs> penis? Both. Yeah. <laughs> I'm basically involved in it. Yeah. Hey, that's that amazing. Is, we're speechless here. We're just yeah. like, whoa! What I'm, a fantastic job. That's a good start. <laughs> that's that is a good start. start. <laughs> Such a good start to this podcast. I mean, you're you're playing with fire and your penis. Have you ever had any injuries, or most of the time you're okay? Uh, I didn't have any injuries, dick based, but I I did have dick based, <laughs> dick based injuries. <laughs> um, but there was one moment where I did a show on stage and I. I stupidly decided to use a new rod thinking it would be more impressive because my theory was the rods that I used were quite thick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I'm just, a, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Sorry, what is a rod? We're not talking about penises. Oh, we're, we're talking, talking about, about sounding rods. Sorry. So these uh-huh. are like the surgical implements that you, they're like smooth as anything, uh-huh. designed to go into urethra. I just was like, you know, I've got an eight mil. I mean, what's ten mil between friends? Oh my so goodness! I bought this rod and I put the fire on top of it. I tied up the wick and sewed it on and everything. And I looked at it and I just thought, I could, you know, I could do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, like, I'm such a like for a, for a straight guy, I'm such a greedy bottom. <laughs> I can always take more, goddammit. Give it to um, me. That, that, that is the voice in the back of my head. <laughs> like, legit. Had to check for a second. Um, but generally, like, I went on stage and I lit the damn rod and I was feeling so confident and I lubed up and it was all good. And then I started pushing it in and I was like, motherfucker, is not going in. Fuck. I was like, I've never experienced this before. Usually, it just kind of just goes... Yeah, 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 yeah. Sucks it in. Legit. This time, motherfucker wasn't going in. So I had to like... Gently push it and push it. And what was really weird was that it got in so far. And I was like, okay, Marshall, breathe it out. You're fine. You're fine. Mm. Take a hand off and let it rest for a second. And I swear to God, my dick went, no. And just spat the damn thing out. And literally pushed the fucking rod out and had to catch it before it landed on the damn floor. So that could have gone, like, potentially. Yeah, shaped. Yeah. 100% could have gone wrong. But luckily. Gotta be careful. You know, I tried to be. I tried to be. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Look at him. I try. I try. I try so hard, and then I just I get greedy on stage. I know. <laughs> Such a greedy bottom. Such a greedy bottom. <laughs> it's so nice to hear yourself proclaiming that, though. It's very rare for a man to say, "I'm a greedy fucking bottom," and oh, I own it. A hundred percent. I've like I've had this bantery type of attitude with friends and anybody who knows me. That when they say like, "Oh, especially on my social media," like, "How do you identify? Like, what is your sexuality?" And, mm-hmm. and I, I can't really. Let's face it. Nobody has a set pigeonhole that they're a hundred percent stuck into they're like everybody's a shading shady scale of gray somewhere yeah so my my sort of catchphrase is i identify as a gay man that's allergic to dick <laughs> so, like i love the music the culture everything everything i really do and anal fuck uh, but like <laughs> do you know what i mean what's a bit of fisting between friends um like but like, yeah, but it has to be sort of female. So, do you know what I mean? So I, I identify with so much to it. And let's yeah. be honest, the gay culture sexually is so much more open. Yeah. So much more open. You like, want to be in there. hundred Like, mm. literally in there. Thank you. Like, <laughs> like, up to the elbow in fun. That's what I want. Exactly. <laughs> because it's just, it's all about pleasure. There's no judgment. It's just like, fuck it. If it, if the shoe yeah. fits. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if it fits, whether it's a shoe or anything. Or a sounding fits, rod. Thank you. I'm amongst good people, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but generally speaking, like I, yeah, I, I find that sort of um, it's odd, I guess, for people who, especially my industry, not so much like the cabaret scene, but more like the male striptease. There is this mm. hyper masculine, almost 
you know that fragile masculine sort of like ego that toxic kind of, masculinity oh, in it, oh. yeah, in it, in it. So like, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking, it's a. They're not nice words to me either, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I see so much of it. But I also very much appreciate the fact that I've got an opportunity to work with people in an industry where. You do see a lot of that, mm. but a lot of that is purely just through circumstantial and environmental upbringing or yeah, just surroundings. Course, you know, yeah. like there's that Harvard study where they say that everybody you spend time with, that the top five people you spend the most time with, you will adopt characteristics, traits, goals, mm-hmm. this sort of thing. So yeah. if you spend your time sort of like around people who are a slightly more narrow minded kind of type of person, yeah, then you will have that mindset. So mm-hmm. when I see these guys who are like, you know, laddie, lad, lad, gazer, 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 <laughs> and then they come in and they're, they're of the butch bravado and then a month later they're like Rory Marshall I might have had a finger up my ass. it was lovely she milked me like a cow but I love it I love it because it's, it's it's guys who otherwise wouldn't have felt comfortable talking about that sort of thing like opening up to things that for British culture we talk about things like that like it's so taboo yeah. like sex is such a shameful thing or it's such a mm-hmm. naughty thing do oh yeah we do it's mad. You must make such a safe space for men as well. Because you're looking at you now, we're on a podcast, people can't see you. You need to check out his Instagram, check him out. You are <laughs> you are a big, beefy, butch, masculine-looking dude. And if you make other men feel comfortable to talk about things that they wouldn't normally feel comfortable about, yeah. fucking hell, round of applause. <laughs> like You're doing something that not I many people are doing that. out Thank there. You. Fuck number one. The last fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Um, right in there. Oh, uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh. No, no, no. I'll tell you what it is. Because, like, if it's a. If you're talking about sexual experience solo, then I could tell you what my last sexual solo experience was. If you were telling. If I was to say what my last dual experience was. Uh, oh, it's so hilarious, but I feel like it might be too much for Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, all right, so solo-wise, my last experience was last night, quite easily, because uh, just for my OnlyFans page, I just was in a... This is what I love about my page. If I feel like I'm in a bit of a filthy mood, I can yeah. share that with people. Because yeah. I'm not being funny. I don't like doing stuff that I find is uncomfortable. My whole ethos is that all the naughty stuff, all the fun stuff, it's all work that I enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. I never wake up and go, oh, fuck, I've got to do this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would literally wake up going, yeah, motherfucker, I get a fund on my bills and I make money. So, like, <laughs> incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah no, High five to that yeah. motherfucker. Honest, Woo! If I wasn't earning my rent through it, I'd be paying for Kleenex to wipe it off anyway. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so, last night was a, an OnlyFans thing. Uh, technically, my last uh, two-way experience was with my partner who... Um, may or may not have pegged me in a really inappropriate place and I can't Oh, can't, inappropriate? Yeah, in a really inappropriate place. I can't say because no. she'll fucking kill me. <laughs> oh. oh, God, yeah. Public oh. place? Um, no, I do like public places. Oh, yeah. Do you? I'm a massive exhibitionist. I remember oh. once she gave me a hand job on a train and literally I had my tiny little shorts pulled down <laughs> just below... And I had this long vest on, so my ass was hanging out, but my vest was just covering it. So from standing point, as a big lump, mm. all you could see was like vest, little bit of shorts, but behind, like beneath the buttocks, nothing to give the game away. Mm-hmm. She, petite little redhead in front of me, giving me a hand job right, right in the doorway, like oh my, way. oh my god! And then the problem was me being a filth bag was like, yes, yeah, this is brilliant, this is amazing, this is fantastic, I love it, I love it, love it. <laughs> like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna come. Oh my god, I'm gonna come. Boom, boom. Next stop, Manchester Piccadilly. Oh. So at which point, the shorts were too tight for me to pull up, so they got oh. wedged beneath my arse. 
Dick still in hand, she froze. People started entering the corridor behind oh us. Oh, my God. And unfortunately, Manchester Piccadilly came before I did. Oh, so, <laughs> so I had to, like, literally tuck the damn thing underneath my vest and sort of, like, waddle to the side. So, yeah, and um, I can't even mention, we, we recently got kicked out of a club for shagging downstairs. Oh, my really? God, did you? You must yeah. have been shagging pretty blatantly to get kicked out. Oh, uh, I didn't think it was cameras, but they they had cameras. They had cameras. Oh, and the management no. could see the cameras on their phones. Oh, no. And it was audio-visual, oh. proper 4K. <laughs> oh. They had five angles. It was May. terrible. They are wow, selling they that. they recorded that. Oh. I know, and the, the worst thing is I couldn't even get a copy of the footage. <laughs> I genuinely I was just like I know this is inappropriate I know it's not a bad thing but I was like but you know I mean if I can't work here and I've been kicked out I completely understand that from the bottom of my heart however uh, like, <laughs> just one copy of one camera would be really yeah. nice I'm just thinking CCTV footage yeah, my friends would go fucking nuts for that oh yeah. my god yeah oh my god, especially like, genuine oh, CCTV footage yeah it was hot as well you can't fake that shit man it, it was really hot up until the manager walked in <laughs> it was really hot and there was just that moment where you finish and you both climax at the same time you're like yeah this is amazing and then you just that subtle realisation when you're like post-coital going oh babe no 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 I think I see a camera behind us. Oh, Wait, hold on, shit. hold on, hold on. No, I see... Oh, t- uh, th- oh. Oh. Uh, they got them in every corner. Have and they got one above the bed. All corners. Above, above the, the bed? bed. Literally. Like, a bed? Like, yeah, it's a... Uh, Is that not an invitation? Oh, I feel like I've given the game away. What oh, no, no. No, it's fine. It's not here, it's cool. But, um, yeah, let's just say it's a fucking good club, but uh, you're just not allowed to shag there. Just, Fuck. Okay. Is, this, yeah. is this where the pegging happened? No, that happened at so many other places. But, <laughs> but the last place was inappropriate. I'm not helping much, am I, really? I'm, I'm teasing you with information. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm so sorry. Tell us about being pegged, because okay. I feel like a lot of guys aren't open to that. And, like, why yeah. do you love it? Okay. Um, well, I mean, those magic two words, greedy bottom. Um, <laughs> but, like, if I'm honest, I think part of it is because I tried a lot of anal play and stuff, like, sort of in my younger years. and never mm-hmm. really got to grips with it, never really understood it. And I think, unfortunately, when you're a guy, there isn't really... Like, unless you've got gay friends, genuinely, talking to guys about anal is so fucking awkward nowadays. Yeah. Oh, my God, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, like, oh, no, don't go near there. Yeah, exactly. And it's bollocks, because the thing is, everybody who I talk to has that attitude up until the point where they try it. Yeah. It's like trying to get your kids to eat vegetables, isn't it? <laughs> on, have, a, have a little bit of anal. No, I don't want it. Have a little bit of anal. I won't try it. Just a little finger. All right, I'll have a bit of anal. Oh, yeah, it's not too bad, is it? Yeah, yeah it's all right. Oh, well, exactly, Jeremy. Yeah, good. Thank you. So, like, <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> so, for me, the whole pegging thing, it's a weird one because I'm very much a dominant slash top kind of person. Yeah. But, like, my I know my partner seriously gets off on the whole pegging aspect. Mm-hmm. For her, she's very much like me. She gets off on the whole concept of giving pleasure and receiving pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, the fact that I can have like a full-on whole-body orgasm where, like, everything's fucking shaking. Whoa. I literally, Whoa. like, Michael Jackson on a power plate, just like... <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 what? <laughs> so what do, what's the difference between an orgasm where you ejaculate and an anal orgasm? Um, I would say that every time I've had a sort of proper full-body orgasm, it's usually involved either fisting or, like, some kind of pegging of some kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a, a normal sort of orgasm is great. But when you've got that pressure inside on your G on like your G spot, it's just mm-hmm. it's otherworldly. Yeah. It really is, and I think that's honestly like it's a weird concept to think that there's so much in terms of 
exploration of sensation, in terms of exploration of play. There's so much mm. you could do with it. And like, it, you don't have to be an anal fiend to dabble a little bit. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah so many guys are so locked off towards it. And it's a, mm-hmm. it's a strange one. I would love to be able to promote it a little bit more. Yeah, advertise <laughs> yeah, anal. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> just hand out some casual douches in the street. Just go, go on, guys, go nuts. Just, <laughs> just come on. <laughs> like, be clean, be safe, but slip a finger in, guys. Come yes, on. I love that you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. So good. Fuck two. The first fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that was, oh man, that was fucking awkward. So the first time I lost my virginity, I literally, what we were just talking about, this whole yeah. concept of like awkward sex. So didn't have like a father figure to really learn this sort of stuff from, didn't have a brother to learn this sort of stuff from, moved around too much to have close friends to really have that connection to be like, guys, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd had very little um, sexual experiences before I lost my virginity. I had one hand job, which will haunt me for the rest of my life. Oh, no. Oh, Why? Jesse, oh, do you know what? I felt so awkward and I felt so uncomfortable. Mm. And it was a proper peer pressure moment where I was oh, like, no. I don't necessarily like the situation. I wasn't feeling the girl, but my mates were like, come on, you've got to do it because you've got an opportunity to. You have to have a hand I job. Know, I know. It is. It is. like, But at that age, like, I was 15 years old and mm. most of my mates had already lost their virginity and stuff. I was like the yeah. nerdy little fat kid that was just like, okay, guys, I'll try it. So, like, and the worst thing as well, that like, I well, late, I realised afterwards, I was like, do you know the worst thing you could do as a guy when you're getting a hand job and you feel uncomfortable? If, for instance, you're sat in somebody's bathroom getting a hand job. Yeah. Don't fold yourself up out of nerves because what you're actually doing is you're withdrawing your penis oh. slowly but surely and making it smaller and smaller and smaller <laughs> until eventually she can't grab your dick. And then you just go, you. oh, yeah, no, I don't think I'm feeling this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, but at least, so you communicated that. I mean, I communicated it at the point where I'd sort of like slowly folded myself up into the yeah. position, and then was like, Aww. I just don't think this is working for me, and then like ran. Uh, was so <laughs> See ya. Yeah, and like the losing my virginity was with my first girlfriend, uh, with my first long-term girlfriend. Yeah. And luckily, she was lovely, um, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I'd never, mm-hmm. literally, had no experience with a vagina other than what I'd seen on like you porn. Mm-hmm. So did you watch? a lot of porn before your first time I'm not going to lie I watched a lot of porn (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not saying that my preferences were kind of like programmed into me but I do remember I watched a lot of like monster dick verses so oh really like huge cops yeah Mm. but do you know what weirdly it created this inferiority complex because I was convinced when I was young I was like I've got such a tiny dick. These guys have got like massive dongs. I had no idea that actually I was all right, to be honest. I was packing quite nicely, but I had no clue because didn't have that male counterpart, that figure like parental brother. Yeah, or or even sex education didn't tell you the average size of what was normal. You just got it from porn. Yeah, my sex education was fucking awful. (laughs) It was absolutely (laughs) terrible. Um, But yeah, so basically the whole sexual experience was on the floor of my mate's flat. And all I remember is at the moment of penetration, I felt like it was an awakening moment. Because like, Ooh. oh, it goes there. <laughs> There's a hole there. Wonderful. It's like meaty Tetris. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, because like... you always think you aim for the clitoris because that's where everyone's going for. And then you're like, oh, it goes into the hole, but then it goes up at that angle. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, no one told Mind me that. fucking blown at it that It doesn't point. just go straight in like a 
key yeah. in a hole? <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, unfortunately, what I decided to do was like in my head, in a moment of panic, I was like, what sexual position comes to mind? And out of all the porn I watch, out of every potential fucking filthy scene I'd seen, the film that came to mind was American Pie. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Please, God, don't ask me why. <laughs> uh, I just remember the scene of like Jason Biggs, and it was like a comical angle because he had the legs akimbo like either side of his head yeah she was folded up like a pretzel and he was sort of like jabbing away jabbing. For, some re- for some reason that uh. whole like slightly awkward scene sprung to mind I was like, oh, well, no. yeah obviously that's how i'm gonna lose my virginity <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah that was it oh fuck yeah thankfully things are progressing then um <laughs> quite, quite a bit actually i would say yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <fingers crossed. laughs> but yeah that was my first experience anyway was it was it pleasurable was it quick was it it was relatively quick i don't remember too much i remember mm-hmm. that i did get a huge ego boost after that though oh yeah uh, the reason being was because she'd been with the, somebody a partner beforehand yeah who was like this huge intimidating sort of like gypsy lad who was a bit of a tough nut back at school mm. and i was this little fat geeky kid and i was like a motherfucker he's gonna beat the crap out of me when he yeah <laughs> Like one hundred percent, he's 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 gonna he's gonna give me a good swift kick in. I just know it's gonna happen. Oh, and then afterwards, that. she looked down, sat, looked down, and was like, "Oh no, I'm bleeding." I was like, "Oh fuck, you okay?" She went, "Yeah, yeah, I just haven't bled before." Oh. I, like, I thought you'd had sex with him, and she'd had sex with him twice, but apparently his dick was like, just really, really small, so it didn't oh. actually break the hymen. Oh. So even though she technically lost her virginity twice, you like, didn't actually did physically. It. Yeah, oh, there was a little wow. part of me, just a tiny little part. I know it's petty. I know it's petulant. <laughs> the but the like, masculinity. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Slight like, ego boost, just fanning like, the flame. I think that's my okay. dick broke you. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. I know, I know it's bad, but like... Ugh, that was yeah, but we get the same thing. If we yeah. if we fuck a guy who's like, that was the best sex I've ever had. Oh, my God. And it's an ego boost. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Or like when and they bust like, a nut real quick. Yeah, and one for that little geeky kid that used to be... Yeah. It's a point for him, oh, which absolutely. is great. <sighs> I mean, you've learned better and you know better now, but... When when you're when you're that age, you don't know any of that shit. You're just yeah. like, I've got a big dick. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that was literally it. To be fair, but although saying that, you know, like what. 16, 17 years later, not much has changed to be completely honest in that respect. Like, <laughs> well, dick case doesn't scenario, grow, does it? doing all right, yeah, to be fair. You grow into your dick. <laughs> <laughs> fuck three. The best fuck. Fuck a duck a doodah. Uh, I feel like, honestly, it's really hard to say. I Like, one of my favourite sexual moments in terms of like best sex was probably a, a, one of my first fetish parties I ever went to it was called Decadence oh yeah and I remember going back with a friend of mine um, who was like my fetish Yoda like Jeremy he just taught me all the filthy shit from scratch oh that's amazing so it was great every time we went back to a Harris party just something new would pop up like this <sighs> What is it this week? This time it's an electrolyst in butt plug. Hurrah! <gasps> like this, wow. uh, it was awesome. Um, so you need that. You really do. In like a non-judge-worthy, like doesn't matter about gender, sexuality way. Just like this is the things that we can do with yeah, our body. Exactly. And to be honest, like this is the nice thing about working so heavily in the fetish scene is that like I've met so many open-minded people, like mm-hmm. I've met university yeah. professors, vape shop owners, porn stars, all the way to like fucking taxi drivers and accountants. Yeah. Like, yeah. But Lawyers. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like bankers. But I'm like watching these guys dance around in fucking frilly tutus doing all sorts of filthy shit. I'm just yeah. thinking like this is like there's a freedom of inhibitions, a freedom mm-hmm. of like of worry and doubt 
because I feel like self-doubt is a thing that makes people restrained in terms of like the, uh, do you know what I mean? Like how they come mm. across. Mm-hmm. So in those sorts of environments where you feel safe to kind of just express yourself however it wants. Yeah. Not, not just in the sexual context, but just in also in like a city context. Like the amount of mates I know who in their line of work would probably get a few stern looks if they saw like the shit they were wearing and the shit yeah. they were doing and stuff. But um, yeah, okay. So best fuck would definitely be one of my first ones at Decadence because that was a four-person orgy and I'd never had an orgy before. And it was just me and three girls and an electrist in butt plug and I had a <laughs> fucking whale of a time. Um, <laughs> I feel like that was good. Although I, was, I didn't realise I was quite so heavily monitored from outside by my mate who was just like oh. keeping an eye, just being like... Making sure you're okay. Yeah, to be That's honest. nice. That's like I guardian love... angels. Yeah, yeah, like a really filthy guardian angel. Yeah, really <laughs> filthy. Very filthy. Yeah. <laughs> I think, if I'm honest, that or, 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 or actually one of my favourite moments in terms of sexually, I would say has been uh, one of the first times I met up with my partner, actually, mm. for now at the moment, because... When we met up, it was just outrageous. You know, when you have yeah. like a oh, bit, yeah. you have one of those connections where you're like, okay, for whatever yeah. reason, we're just going to meet up. We're going to come around. We might fool around a little bit. Sweet. We'll watch TV and stuff. I got around quite late, and within 10 minutes, she was practically sitting on my face. And then like, <laughs> we were going for about nearly six hours, and we didn't realize. Wow. On her fucking sofa, the poor thing was drenched. Like, it was. The poor thing? <laughs> like, honestly, it was just saturated in bodily fluids. Drowning. Like, oh, it was fucking marvelous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was probably one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, actually, definitely. Yeah, and that was just you're, oral. Was that you're just like thinking about it now? I am really massively growing. Like, if this, grin. So, I can't wipe oh. the shit-eating grin off my face. <laughs> oh, and was that was that just oral, or was that did that lead into sex? That, was that, that all kinds of everything? Lead, that lead into everything. There, yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> like, although we didn't, we waited a while before we did any kind of anal play. Funnily enough, mm-hmm. um, but that's you know. Pff, you, Always safety first, and when I say yeah. safety, you just got to make sure you do 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 the right thing, you know. So oh okay. Do you um like is that what people have to do before they do anal douche? I feel like it's a risky business. Then. Like, and if, if you don't, don't, if you don't, do you know what I mean? Like, this, this is another thing as well. And it's a very flippant matter, but we'll just if for any man who's potentially listening out there, if you have anal intercourse with a woman and you put anything in her ass, if you complain about what comes out. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, honestly, because I will say this, I did a pegging video with the missus and case in point, shit happens. And like she was unflinching about it and that is the kind of attitude because realistically it is That's a bit That's what fun. you need. And it's the yeah. same with women doing it to men as well. If oh, you're going to play around with an arse, no matter who it belongs to, you have to expect shit. Like, you just <laughs> yeah. have to. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. But this is why you minimise it by, so yeah, guys, if you're listening, safe practice, a little douche, does, does no harm whatsoever. So how do you douche? Oh, I love this. All right, so... Like, sorry, well, going in deep. Hilarious. <laughs> going in deep with douching. Sorry, the fucking the wording was perfect. Um, <laughs> so, personally, I use a shower head. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, I've got one called Sports Fucker, which is like... What? I know, it's brilliant. Sports. Wait, I know. 
Wait, was that for douching? Was it made for douching? Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. Oh, okay, like, so it, it's a douching get, shower head. It's literally like... I'll just get out at home base. <laughs> uh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, but it would be fucking marvellous if you could. Um, <laughs> like, well, they already sell chains and shit there, so it's quite yeah. a nice little place to go to. Quite apt. <laughs> like, no, it's like basically like a rubber screw, so you take the shower head off, you screw the rubber bit on, and it's just got a thin tube that comes up. It's only about like six inches long with a little like hole mm. at the top. Simple, easy like tool to use um i've seen people who douche with like fucking coke bottles though whoa like, yeah because wow. I've, I've got some i do you know what? i would love to say that i know the logistics of it but basically <laughs> like fill it up put it in squeeze it oh. get the water inside you clamp it shut so you keep your sphincter muscles tight mm-hmm. hold it in for 10 seconds to let it settle yeah so that way you don't like contract it up and suck some of the water yeah out. Let it relax, let it relax, relax, and sit on the toilet and push it out. Ah. And how how um, long before you have anal sex you have to do that? Like I would usually I would do shoot like pretty much just before. Just before. Yeah, give mm-hmm. myself like a good five ten minutes to make sure that if I've. Because you can overdouche. So what's overdouching? Overdouche is just like if you use too much water or you constantly do it, or like for instance, your body's is kind of like. You know what I mean? Like I'm making hand gestures. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you just—it looks like you're kind of maybe playing a flute. That's literally yeah, what I'm saying. I'm just snake charming right now. M- massaging, <laughs> massaging a rectum or some bowels. Yeah, it's like some <laughs> when the muscles sort of contract upwards, they can sometimes pull the water up. So if you do that, uh-huh, yeah. you might end up sort of like playing around and then feeling like a bit of watery sort of discharge coming out. Of yeah, and yeah. it is just water. But I'd rather douche and then walk about and let everything settle and then yeah. jump into it. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. Okay, worst fuck. Um, I feel like one of my one of my worst ones, which is also quite like amusing to think back on anecdotally, was I, I just remember being in Kent and there was an ex-girlfriend and we just kept on trying to nip off into the fields and find somewhere to have sex. But there was just nowhere we could find that was like out of eye shot. So we found yeah. a shed and it was winter time and it's fucking freezing. Oof. So we found the shed and it vaguely had like a closable door, but mm-hmm. it had no windows. So he had this gaping chasm with like wind and snow oh, blowing in. Fuck so God. we still cracked on and like, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I was doing okay. I was doing like, I feel like I held my own. Yeah. Because um, usually being a massive exhibitionist and also like I, I generally generate a lot of heat. Like anybody mm-hmm. who sees me training, I sweat profusely because I'm just yeah. a bit of a like a bit of a monster in that respect. <laughs> so like outdoor sex for me is fucking perfect. The amount of times that like oh I, I know it's bad, but if I could get away with having sex on the street around corners, oh yeah, I'm so you would do it. it. Oh, I have done many a time. <laughs> you, ever <been> caught? <laughs> you ever been caught? Um, or in I, trouble? Honestly, yes, uh, but Ooh. I just don't. Uh, what happens if like a policeman sees you granted I've never been caught by a policeman but like there have been times like for instance I've seen people pop their heads out the doors when I've been having sex in the middle of the road (laughs) so I've I've looked this up because I was really curious and apparently the law states that it's it's under the obscenities act but if no one's complaining about it then you can pretty much get away with it unless the police officer say someone sees you having sex if he's a police officer she sees you having sex depends on their mood they could go up there and of course arrest you or they could just ignore you but when it's a complaint an official complaint they have to see to it that makes sense that makes sense Uh, well in which case what I'll do is duly note that unless anybody complains if it's just a police officer 
You got two choices. You either suck it up and go, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, or you go for broke and be like, Can you hold the camera? I'll give you a free subscription <laughs> to my OnlyFans. Yeah. Honestly, like this content's gonna be banging. Please don't <laughs> Okay, so what happened in this cold shed? Oh, I, d- I just remember like everything was going really well. And then unfortunately for the the fragile male psyche, when something throws you off, it throws you off big. Oh, and yeah. there was something very subtle, very small. We were just going away. She was on a wooden, like sort of like benchy kind of platform. Yeah. And had my legs a trousers down by my ankles on one foot and I just remember as we were having sex I felt this little snowflake drift in and it just landed <laughs> on my balls like oh, right underneath oh my balls no. and it was just enough to make me go oh. <laughs> I think it was maybe a combination of a noise and the fact that it precipitated my cock and balls into like basically trying to withdraw yeah like shrink it up yeah. inside oh, like, get away oh yeah like hide like <laughs> Snowflake. Yeah, honestly, yeah. legit. Like, it was the most oh embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. I think between that. And also, I had one sexual experience when I was younger. I was going to use this as, like, the one that changed my life. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, we could move on to that question now. Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. So, this is probably not what you're expecting in terms of, like, sexual experience, but... I had sex with a girl in my younger years Mm. who I could only describe, if I'm looking back at it, as having a very robotic approach to sex. So with my understanding of sex right now, like I get that there's communication required and I get that like if you don't have chemistry and you don't have a connection it's kind of hard to really click with people mm. um, this particular person uh, had sex with numerous times and I could never seem to stimulate any kind of reaction mm-hmm. and it was uh, I had no idea like I think as years have gone by she's identified as a lesbian mm-hmm. so it's kind of like I feel maybe she was a confusing time for her yeah. and she kind of went through the process of stuff without really being able to click so Mm -hmm. like now I understand it at the time though like I was I was shook because I thought genuinely I was like I must be the worst fucking sexual partner in the planet because she well she can't like I can't make her come I was Mm -hmm. like there's nothing I could do to make her come and that's what all of what we've been taught is is told us that can't satisfy a woman you are not a full man yeah 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 yeah, it's kind of like the social Mm. narrative is if you are not a successful man it's because you cannot satisfy your woman Mm -hmm. you cannot satisfy your woman you need to or or if you if you don't come then you're both terrible yeah Yeah, and that's stressful isn't it and like I got to admit I've noticed that for instance like I say I'm quite like I generate a lot of heat and stuff the amount of times I get carried away because I noticed when I was younger that I could you you got your PC muscle Mm -hmm. you you can stop yourself from coming you can edge yourself a bit better Yeah. so I found that actually like because I I don't have a clit I wish I did (laughs) because I'm born without a clit which is a huge fucking shame um, I've got to make the most out of my my anatomy and I can only really orgasm once at a time sometimes I can orgasm twice if I'm getting fisted Mm -hmm. apart from that like I'm pretty much relegated to one and then I've got a good five minutes before I can bolt again so for me personally I wanted to try and like learn how to edge and bring the most out of my sexual experiences Mm. but I would sometimes get to the point where do you know what I'm actually really hot I've really enjoyed it like you've come yeah. I don't need that. Do you know what I mean? Like, sex can be great without an orgasm. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure for guys as well to be like, oh, you've got to get that cum shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The cum shot, the Isn't money it? shot. Those it's words. ingrained into us. God damn it. I know. It's I know. not sex if the man hasn't come. Yeah. And also, I think even Nightmare. in my past, 
I feel like even in my own experience, if a guy didn't come, I would be like, wait, why yeah, not? I why? felt am terrible. I, am I not hot enough? Like, yeah. what's wrong 100%. with me? 100%. That mentality for the that sexual experience I was talking about for our relationship, that was yeah. exactly how I felt. Yeah. It, it was even more so just purely because even things that I thought should work yeah. mm-hmm. just weren't. Like, you could touch mm-hmm. a clit and it would be like, stone face. Oh, I, God, but, I, but I can imagine, though, but when I look at it this way, it was like, if I was... If I was attracted to guys and mm. I had to go through the rigmarole of saying, no, but I'm obviously not attracted to guys. I'm obviously yeah. attracted to women. Mm. And letting them do the motions and stuff. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have even been able to get hard. So I can't even imagine being able to go through the process of that mm-hmm. without really being able to appreciate it. You know? mm, especially if you don't really understand what's going on. You're like, I should be doing this. This should be working yeah. and it's not. And then yeah. you get more inside your head and it's like a horrible snowball. It's such a shame that sex education in this country is so like brought on so, later on in the day. So and shit. It is. It's really shit. Zero and information. It's, yeah, legit. Well, it's zero practical information in terms of like things that will actually be relevant mm-hmm. for somebody's like sexual progression. Mm. Yeah, no, no talk about pleasure. Yeah. There's a lot of people, Just, when I speak about bringing sex education in for younger people, they instantly think we're going to be talking about anal play with four-year-olds. And it's it's never, no. ever like that. It's never suggested like that. It's age-appropriate sex education. Yeah. We're yeah. not teaching people who can't achieve an orgasm or can't exactly. achieve a hard-on even that, you know, they, they should be sticking their fucking finger up their ass. <laughs> it's, it's all about bodies and comfortability and this is their body and that's yeah. this body and, and sexuality yeah. and gender. Oh. For fuck's sake. In this section, our listeners ask us a question and we give them some advice. This week's is, I had been with my partner for two years. We broke up and have been back together for a year now. Okay, so they were with each other for two years. Then they broke up and now they're back together for Mm -hmm. a year. So I feel 100% comfortable with him. Issue is, I'm really into threesomes and I would love to have us explore together, but he's just not with it. What shall I do? Just accept the fact that he doesn't want one and keep it a fantasy of mine as I do respect him and whatever he feels comfortable with. Also, I'm just upset that I won't have a threesome. <laughs> so that question, so she's been with a partner for two years, they broke up, been with them for another year. She wants to have a threesome, but it's really not his vibe and she's yeah. trying to work out. What's interesting though, she didn't specify what gender. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily like a guy-guy threesome or a female, like two females. Yeah. So I, like, okay, if you work in the sex worker industry, like I do, and your partner works as a sex worker, yeah. and you've got an open mind, then you're blessed. Because our communication... Blessed. Like, it, mm-hmm. our, our communication is, is just... I love the fact that we could talk about it sort of shit. We've talked about it. As far as I'm concerned, like, my sexual motivations are towards her because she does, like, she's fucking amazing. Like, I'm mm-hmm. fucking have her and sort of, like, mm-hmm. our sexual chemistry is banging. The idea of having another girl involved or another guy to me is pretty fucking hot, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but that's because I can, I can watch her on cam and I know she's trying to wind guys up and I know she's trying to like titillate them and, and tease yeah. them. But that's because she enjoys guys jerking off over her. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm a pervert. I fucking love it. So like the whole, <laughs> there is no like jealousy. There is no sort of like weird kind of 
repressed sort of notion that like oh but maybe she likes that guy in general well, if, yeah we've got somebody else involved so some people um, just can't get over the fact and some people are just 100%. like oh, you're you're mine but, yeah. like but i don't want anyone else possession you. and the thing is though yeah. it's, it's dangerous when it's one-sided and the other person doesn't communicate that yeah like, i've been in numerous relationships where well, not me personally but like for instance i have an aesthetic which mm. apparently attracts a certain caliber of person mm. and predominantly it tends to be a lot of like let's say married women who <laughs> like have have sort of agreements with their husbands about shit oh. um yeah so i don't know how the fuck i learned that one all the time uh, <laughs> but so in my in my brief um escorting stint uh i've had moments of of this kind of experience but the point is that like i Again, all of these situations, I built up rapport with them. I understood them. So it mm. wasn't like I just jumped in and like an escort agency or whatever. It was like a word of a mouth kind of bond that we built up towards, yeah. which then led to something else. Mm-hmm. But in every situation, it's always kind of come tits up. And whenever it's gone tits up, it's always come down to the principles of miscommunication. Oh, yeah. Communication. Uh-huh. And it's usually about one person saying, do you know what? Actually, I'm okay with this, this, and this, and this, but I'm just not okay with this. And as soon as yeah. you start going, do you know what? I don't like it, but you do. So fuck it. Like, we'll do it for you. As soon as you start doing that, what you're doing is you're putting yeah. your own priority of happiness mm-hmm. secondary. Yeah. And as soon as you don't prioritize your own happiness, and this is a concept that's only just started ringing true in my head recently, mm-hmm. the relationship I'm in. Like, if you don't prioritize your own happiness, you will never have a happy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that, that goes with anything, sexually or otherwise. If you don't make sure that you are happy in yourself, if you're not happy in your own person, mm. you will never make that other person happy because you're constantly trying to find your happiness through them, you know? So if having a threesome makes your partner feel uncomfortable, jealous, awkward, insecure, or any of that. There's a reason for it. And if they can't hack that... That's their preference. If if you feel like a threesome is kind of something that you want to... Make or break. Then that's your decision, yeah. you know? And When uh, it's make or break, that does change things just 100%. a little bit. But you do have to... You know, you're with your partner for a reason. You have to respect their decision. Yeah. And relationships um, are about compromise. Like, of course. at the end of the day, you don't... If, if, you, if your partner doesn't want to do something, it's not... I mean, it's annoying not being able to do something that you really want to do, but you want to keep them happy. But if it's going to make you really unhappy not doing it, then you have to think about what you need to do in that situation. Like, do you need to end the relationship and move on and find that with someone else? It's a tough one. I think if if it was any other kind of, like, sexual deviance, then it'd be different. You Mm. know, like, for instance, if they were into spanking, if they are into, like, Mm -hmm. one kink or another. Yeah. But as soon as you start bringing a third person into it it changes the dynamic because well, there's a third variable. person there's a whole yeah. other human involved yeah, with, with emotions yeah. with yeah. like a mentality with an intellect and personality that you and can feelings that could also get hurt and exactly. not communicate things and also end up in the same position exactly as you that. so I feel like that in terms of that particular scenario I'd say irrelevant of what gender she was looking to play around with I would say that if she feels like it's something she's missing out on mm. um, and it means that much to her, then she needs to address it. But at yeah. the same point, if she wants to subtly maybe like work towards that, I would say most guys, and maybe this is a generalization, so please don't <laughs> shoot me down, mm-hmm. but most guys are more comfortable with the girl girl situation. Yeah, especially 100%. if they're straight. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. gotcha. Let's be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking hell. This is our sex story for this episode. Okay. 
So I messaged this guy to come over and I was just looking for a normal fuck, but he suggested trying out some kinky stuff, blindfold, collar, chastity, that I'd never done before, which was super exciting for me. He blinded me, blindfolded me, I guess. <laughs> Love I like, it. Is it a scene from fucking Equus or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he blindfolded me at the door so that I couldn't see him and handcuffed me which was all super hot, if a little intimidating, Mm. Mm -hmm. as I'd never done it before. And this kind of kinky stuff is something I've been wanting to explore for so long. However, he kept sort of pausing every now and then while I was blindfolded, and I wasn't quite sure what he was doing until I took a sneak peek through the top of a blindfold and saw that he was taking (gasps) pictures or videos of me without my consent. Oh my fucking God, that is not okay. I straight away took the blindfold off and told him I wasn't okay with this and that he should have asked. He apologised and agreed that he should have asked beforehand and we continued on with the session. He showed me the photo he took and he said that he only took one, which I asked him to delete, but I'm not sure I trust him and now I'm just feeling so weird and self-conscious and it's kind of left me feeling weird about it all. I'm really disappointed as I wanted my first time exploring my kinks to be with someone that I thought that would treat me with respect. Mm. And although he did apologise, it still left me not feeling very okay. Oh my God. It is is 100% not okay. I mean, on looking at both sides, either he just didn't realise what he was doing wrong and and just I thought mean, it was like part of the whole act of being sexy and kinky and taking photos. Yeah, but if it's someone that you've never met before, you always need to ask consent to do anything. Yeah, like if that. he's not being taught that, how is he going to know? He might just think it's part of the whole thing. Yeah, I, so I've seen w- porn. This looks hot in porn. Maybe she thinks this is cool too, but hasn't communicated. Yeah, I'm not sure the sex of the person on the other end. It might. Yeah, be yeah, I I get it. Like to be fair though, in situations like that, if he has taken her into a position where he's got. Control. And this, it's might, this might be a guy guy situation. So, uh, so, good point. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, there wasn't. Uh, sorry, in yeah. that case, we'll put it this way. If, irrespective of gender, then, if somebody's been taken into a position where they are deemed to feel safe yeah. and they're opening themselves up to their new partner, whether it's like a first time, second time, or third, if they're trying to dabble into kinks and stuff like that, like I'll be honest, like one of my biggest, biggest fetishes, biggest kinks, whatever you want to do, has always been exploration. Like I, I know I'm a filthy fucker. Yeah. And I know I'm into all sorts of dirty shit. And one of my favourite things is meeting people who's like, oh, do you know what? I might be into this and going like, yeah. boom, like some naughty Willy Wonka. Like, oh, fucking <laughs> Willy experience all this. <laughs> Jeremy, here's a clit suction device. Bam, have it. Um, <laughs> so like for me, it was like, Showing people this wonderful world of kink out there is like one of my biggest, biggest fets because there's so much you could do with it. But the biggest thing about that is trust. Yeah, it's always about trust. 100%. And it's hard when it's like a one-night stand or something. Yeah. Hard. You have to judge on first like first bases and yeah, aesthetics yeah, 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 and like yeah, literally yeah. what character they're putting on. Yeah. It can be hard. If I'm honest, it's too risky for me for like one night. But that's why I'm not really a one night stand kind of person. Mm, Because like I've always figured that like, like I say, with chemistry and sex and stuff, it's really important. And I think people always forget that 
when you are a dominant top, whatever you want to call it, mm. like you have the control, but you don't have the power. Mm-hmm. Yes. Submissives, bottoms, they have the power. Because yeah. they have the ability 100%. to say no at any point. Click your fingers, pineapple, whatever the fuck a safe word is. Margaret, yeah. Margaret Thatcher. The, <laughs> like, if they say the words, you stop because they have the power, but you have the control as a dominant to direct the narrative whichever yeah. you want to go to. As soon as you start doing things that violates that trust, you lose that control. Yeah. So, it's, it sounds like a little bit like an erotica novel, like very nice and romantic to start off with. She, um, they get blindfolded straight away. Yeah. Handcuffed straight away. But really in these situations, if this is the first time you're ever meeting, you need to meet each other, sit down, talk about your boundaries and yeah. your safe words. Or, oh yeah, yeah safe or, words. Traffic light system's great, especially when you're playing with someone you've never played with before because it's not saying red, stop. It's going, hey, you know, amber, orange, I'm leading up to something. This is kind of teetering on the edge yeah, of uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just be aware that that is my limit and anything more, I'm going to have to stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, again, this all boils down to communication. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the person in that particular story, like, I feel like if he initiated it and if he controlled the environment and he made them feel comfortable, then he has a duty of care, realistically, and he should be aware enough to yeah. know that if you blindfold someone and you pull out a camera, like, I don't know if there's any subtle way of saying that you're a knob. Yeah, yeah. that is fucked up. They can't yeah. even see yeah. that you're taking that's, photos. But that's my point. So to mm, me, yeah. like, I'm very cynical. And do you know what it is? It's partly because of this OnlyFans sort of like fad and hype of people doing amateur porn and stuff. Yeah. And I see people, I hear stories about this, people uh, like trying to date sneaky videos and shit like, like that. Like revenge porn content. and shit. Yeah, yeah content. Yeah, it's, it's bollocks. Ugh. Like, the, like the only way that people would become more sexually aware and more sexually open and talking about it is if people communicate it and they don't try and hide shit. Mm-hmm. So people like that particular chap are so detrimental towards like sexual exploration because that person who yeah. sent the message in might then be worried about exploring her kinks. I think that's kinks. yeah, I think that's uh, the case. I'm feeling it, weird it, about it now. I would say that genuinely, if you ever have any kind of experience sexually where you feel like your trust has been violated and you're looking to explore kinks and fetishes and perversions and stuff. Like there are so many little clubs, societies, mm. and shit out there full of some wicked, wicked people. I've met some yeah. wonderful people in the fet scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they communicate, they talk. The amount of people I know who I brought to, like, for instance, Torture Garden, they've just had a little flogging on, on like, yeah. a St. Andrew's Giving cross. it a go, yeah. But you know what? But that was their first step. And maybe it wasn't like the whole hog Christian Grey bullshit that like mm-hmm. this is, that like we've got this sort of fed notion of that we need to have some red room of pain yeah. you don't always <laughs> need a dungeon you don't need a playroom sometimes <laughs> yeah. like simple little things can make a night or, or going to a, a place where people play and like you say just socialising mm-hmm. seeing people play watching them play like that's a really important part of being yeah, able to understand 100%. Mm-hmm. yeah 100% Unfortunately, we are going to have to fuck off now. Bajor, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been amazing. (laughs) It's a pleasure to come. Coming with your big balls (laughs) over here. (laughs) No, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you very much for letting me come on because genuinely it's, it's a refreshing feeling to talk to people who've got that kind of open-mindedness and just like yeah it's been really fucking cool so thank you very much for having thank me. you thank where can our lovely listeners find everything about you holy shit all right <laughs> so, excuse my friend get a pen <laughs> I'm, 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 my mouth is almost as filthy as my mind uh, so basically hit instagram hit in uh, facebook twitter 
anything you want. If you go at Marshall Arkley, so that's M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L-A-R-K-L-E-Y, you will find my social media is all over the place. You will find everything from the strip shows, you, the circus performing, um, and then you'll also find links to my OnlyFans where you will find some phenomenally filthy shit on there. I wholeheartedly encourage you to uh, watch it <laughs> and uh, jerk off to it because it's fabulous. Yeah, baby. Thank you so much for all <laughs> well, you lovely, lovely, lovely people and, and of course you for coming in, it's giving Thank up you your time. We'll have to come see a show at some point as well. Yeah. Do it. Oh, do it. Yeah, there's, there's definitely. A, You'll see honestly, us there in the audience soon. That's okay. In <laughs> consolation, I do believe next show that I'm doing, I'm going to be trying something different. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be trying to play the piano with my dick. <gasps> okay. Uh, Stop. Yes. 100%. It's not going to be Tchaikovsky or Lang Lang. It's going to be Happy Birthday. So get what you're given. Nice. That's amazing. Remember, everyone, to subscribe to our podcast. Give us a rating and a review. As well as check out our YouTube channel with nearly 100,000 subscribers. And, yeah, we will see you guys next week. See, they will hear us. Oh, God, yeah, you will hear us. (laughs) So fucking weird, man. (laughs) Bye. Love you all. Bye. Bye.